Okay, keep going. Or maybe instead, you and me, we can uh, Netflix and chill. What you talking? Nothing. Hello and welcome back to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. And this is the start of season two. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about Janet's roommate, the first episode, of course, of season two. Joining me is Ruby. Hi! <laughs> and our special guest today is... Mel! Jo- oh, sorry! <laughs> <laughs> you, you blew a surprise. That's okay. How are you doing, Mel? Haseo. <laughs> good, good, really good. We're really glad to have you back. You were back... Uh, on Best Before in Season 1, mm-hmm. so we are obviously very glad to have you back again because you are you have like a billion notes there. I think you have more <laughs> notes than I do. She has a lot of insider knowledge, too. <laughs> yeah, some of it, Rick and I were talking about that earlier. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you, you've got more notes than a, an entertainment producer used to work with, so like, <laughs> I don't know. And she's doing TIFF right now, so... I'd like to work with her. Busy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing that uh, we forgot to mention in the first season, I kind of cut it out, but didn't mean to, uh, that Mel's nickname is the Queen of CBC. <laughs> and I'm wearing, I'm wearing my CBC t-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's this, awesome. Nice. The butterfly signifies, if, you're, if you know the NBC peacock. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. This actually, I think, predates Canada went color before the U.S. Oh. Um, they went color in 1966. Oh, okay. Ah. Um, so this was the logo that was on the cameras and mm. all around. So now they've got the gem yeah. uh, in various colors yeah, and styles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was the logo that they used uh, when they went to color. Oh. Oh. So that's Interesting. Good. I did not know that. See, yeah. interesting tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely have to take a picture together yes. and make sure that's part of it. For sure. Okay, so again, this is the first episode of the second season, and there's been a lot of hype building from the f- end of the first season to the second season. Of course, everybody's hoping that Up and Jung get together, but uh, there was a lot of buildup from that last episode. And uh, I remember when we're watching this episode, we we're all gathered together at Bad Dog Theater. It was a bunch of us uh, fans uh, for the premiere, I think it was September. Yeah, it was September. Yeah. And at the same time, we're, we're kind of hoping that some of the cast would come, but they were also doing that Kim's on tour. They yes. were in Ottawa. Yeah. And they were, yeah, in mm-hmm. Ottawa. We're all like, oh, no, nobody's going to come. And I remember just a few minutes before it started in walks in, and I'm going to say this correctly, <laughs> Sujit, Michael mm-hmm. Musi, and Ben. Right. Uh, who play uh, Mr. Meta, yeah. uh, Terrence, and... Gerald. Gerald. Yeah, yeah. I almost said Ben again. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald. Yeah, super cool guys, and it was really awesome to see them and mm-hmm. to spend the time watching the episode with them. And I remember when we were watching the opening scene, and we weren't expecting who was going to come on because, of course, none of us knew what was going to happen. And in walks in Mr. Meta in the show. <laughs> we're all like, yeah, we're all cheering. Yeah. And he's just sitting there coolly on the, on the bench with his beers like, hey. <laughs> he knew exactly what was coming on. But I, I think it was a really, really fun opening that they mm-hmm. did, um, what they're trying to do. Uh, 
at this point, I think they've used up a lot of the material from the play yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for the openings, which I, I guess we can also talk about a bit later. But um, in this, it was a brand new opening, and uh, they're talking about Netflix, mm-hmm. about Netflix and chill. <laughs> a pretty common new thing. And if you don't already know what it is, go watch. Well, you should have already watched that um, first episode. So you, more you than once. You should know what it is. <laughs> But the other thing that's been really cool this year is the the launch of Kim's on Netflix. I know it's it's crazy. I I'm not sure how many people you follow on Twitter, but it's exploded. Yes, yeah. I mean over the course of the summer, uh, when it launched in the U.S. and then it went international, and they were waiting for certain markets mm-hmm. due to censorship or whatever they have to go through. Yeah. Um, and we've been seeing as countries log on. And as you said in your tracking for the podcast, yep. your <laughs> listenership in the U.S. is huge. Yes, yes, it is. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the course of the year for other countries. Absolutely. For sure, yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. I remember when Netflix first launched, I probably had about half or a quarter of the of Canadian listeners to US listeners ratio. Mm-hmm. And then within like a two, three month span, all of a sudden like the US <laughs> listeners overtook the Canadian ones. I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and I'm looking at the list of cities and it's not just like certain parts of the US, it's all over the US. Like I even have Great. stats going into all the different Lovely. cities. But it's funny in Canada that the concentration of uh, listeners is mainly in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some in Montreal and some on the uh, West Coast. Sorry, I had to do the never eat shredded wheat thing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it's more concentrated in Canada versus the States where it's like all over the States, literally all over. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have some, uh, the third most is from the UK uh, and then from Korea itself, which mm. is interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. because uh, you were mentioning, Mel, uh, they just launched in... Just earlier this week. Yeah. 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 And I think for me, myself, I'm really interested to see how it picks up in Korea, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. for the Koreans that have been born and been living there and see if it, it, it connects them on some sort of level or at least they find it funny mm-hmm. yeah. on some level. That'll be uh, interesting to see over time. So yeah, this intro had a bunch of killer lines, and uh, I think my favorite part of this intro was uh, Mr. Meta's lines. He's like trying to, trying to say to Appa, "Okay, you know, Discreetly. it's the beast, the two bats, the bedroom <laughs> rodeo, buttering the biscuit." <laughs> <laughs> and I've never heard. I think I said this to him on Twitter at the time. I said, "I've never heard of those," and he said, I, "Neither had yeah. he." Oh. When he when he read it in the script, I was like, "Where did you get this from?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got to give credit to the writers. They're super creative with that stuff. For sure. And I think they just made it up. I think yeah. they're just they're just sitting in there. It's like, how many euphemisms can we come up with? <laughs> Whether they're real or not. And uh yeah, immediately when uh he was saying, you know, it's a Mimi. I was thinking, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, I have to make this a Mimi." <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, uh, I remember at that time uh, that the uh Kim's convenience social media uh, people did a meme at the same time. We both had the exact same thought, and we posted <laughs> it literally within like a couple minutes of each other. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> now is it meme or is it meme? Meme, yeah. I, I, meme. I always say meme. meme but, <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. I mean, that's how far into social media. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm on it and I do it, but just some of the words and the mm. GIF versus GIF. It's like, yeah. well, the word is graphic, so yeah. it should be a hard G. Yeah, but I hear a lot of people call them jiffies or yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Like, I hear jiffies yeah. all the time too, and I was like, like, it's a gift. Oh, it's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the 
think social media is usually written. Exactly. So no one yeah. yeah, very actually good. pronounces it. Say so it. what is the current pronunciation for anything? So jumping into the episode, I kind of broke it up into three parts and wow, I took a lot of notes. Um, so obviously there is Shan Jung, the kind of left off from last season where Jung is well, he, he, he knows now that Shannon is dating Alejandra at this point, and he's kind of hopeful that maybe it's not serious. Um, and then after that, we have Janet, who's kind of on her way of moving out. Mm-hmm. Up already knows that she is, and she has plans with her friends. And, uh, and I guess part of it, it I kind of separated this part, that Appa, how he's dealing with Janet as she's mm-hmm. trying to move out. Well, um, I think we could go into the the moving out part because uh, after the intro, they come back and it's Gerald and Janet and Samira looking at the the, the idea about moving out and the home phone and all that. Um, now Samira comes back later and talks about not being able to do it. What struck me uh, when we watched it again. Um, we don't know anything about Gerald. Yeah. We really know nothing about him. That's right. And so he said he's going to be homeless. So why? Yeah. Where's he from? Where was he living in first year? That's true. And why, homeless now? why is he going to be homeless? Yeah. We know he has a cousin, Tim, who goes to U of T, presumably, mm-hmm. and lives in a frat house. I didn't know there was a frat house. <laughs> oh, there's lots. They're, oh. all, they're all in around the annex. They're all St. George wow. and all in that area. Um, so... This year, I'm sure we're going to find more about him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Where did he come from? Where, where does, where's his family? So, we don't know about him. And Janet. I've been thinking a lot about this. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as she's moving out, and this develops over the course of the episode and a little bit last year, when, especially when she wanted a, a job because mm-hmm. she felt she didn't have any money of her own. Right. Mm-hmm. In her pocket. Yeah, I can understand that. Working for a family business, you know, everything. She's been pretty much sheltered her entire life. Yeah. She's 20, as we keep being reminded. However, and I wouldn't necessarily classify this as millennium entitlement, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't, she thinks she's being independent, but she's not. Yes. Because as Appa says, you know, my co-sign the lease, my pay you good money, my, my, I buy you groceries. She comes back in the second episode to do her laundry because she's not used to paying bills. So, and then when she wants to get her own place and, you know, be independent and nobody telling me what to do, Mm -hmm. but then she has to hit Jung up for an advance on the down payment. Yeah, and a right. moving truck. And the moving truck. Yeah, she she gets handy to to help get you know with his his employee discount mm-hmm. with the truck. Um, so it's interesting to see her develop into a more independent person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's, she's still, still at yeah. home. Yes. Yeah, she's yeah. still coming back, even though she's in she's working at the store. She comes upstairs, you know, and it's watches TV, uh, watches yeah together fun time. Uh, Appa basically has to you know bye Janet. Um, after the on date night so she's um we need to see her actually gain that independence a little Mm -hmm. more now that she's going into third year Mm -hmm. we're we're thinking that you know now each year of school 
fourth year has been greenlit, so right. her fourth season. So then essentially her oh, her okay. diploma, right? Right. Yeah. right. So each, if the show ends mm-hmm. at the end of four, <laughs> yeah, that's a logical <gasps> progression. Yeah, for her career her her university career of that degree of the four years that's a good point we'll see i mean could go five if you think about it though a lot of um asian families they they have their kids living in the parents house until they're well into their 30s or until they get married it's Mm -hmm. actually really common yeah so even here in canada um so i think it's interesting that janet has moved out of course Usually children would prefer their independence, especially when they go off to university. And that's why they they choose a further school Mm -hmm. or institution so that they can live on campus and be independent and be away from home. (laughs) But generally speaking, after graduation, they still move back home. Another thing that I've noticed in in my own experience during university is there were a lot of people, especially in first year, that even though they uh, lived far away from home, like in Waterloo or Kingston, where I went to Queens, um, some people would actually go home every week still with their laundry in tow, <laughs> yeah. eat food, then come back with a bunch of frozen food, food yeah. ready to eat for the week and then well, do can, that yeah, every week. I can yeah. see that. And especially with the cohort when kids, when grade 13 was eliminated yeah. or mm-hmm. OAC, right. yeah. um, kids were graduating high, uh, high school at 17, yeah. mm-hmm. going, you know, depending on their birthday. Right. They were going into university at 18. Yeah, yep. that's and right. And not even old enough young. to drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're doing it. They're, yeah, well. You, you know, know what? But at the same time, when I was at the age where they were just about to get rid of OEC, which was the grade 13 mm-hmm. equivalent, and at that time, there were students that had come from BC and Alberta who didn't have that, right. that yeah. year. Ontario so, was the only one. So they were always like a year younger, but they still somehow managed. I mean, like, I guess they were a lot more older mature more mature that way <laughs> well no because they're, if they're coming from bc and other like provinces just to come study i think that's a really far leap compared to toronto people going to kingston or waterloo that's that's still drivable right yeah it's <laughs> yeah, you pop on the I via train that, and there you are exactly i guess that's fair yeah so <laughs> they have their independence to go that far then they they probably have the maturity within themselves to be able to survive on their own without parental guidance or home-cooked meals Mm -hmm. and the need to be at home every weekend. Mm -hmm. I found it really funny that they also mentioned the home phone versus cell phone (laughs) argument. It's become a thing that uh, I actually just had this discussion with my parents when I was moving out Mm. and they're like, what's, what's going to be your home phone? I'm like, I don't need a home phone. I just need a cell phone. Right. And they're like, no, no, you need a home phone. But (laughs) I I, I identified with that kind of generational gap uh, between parents and not. And now uh, I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm convincing my parents not to have cable and they've been cable less for like uh, (laughs) probably about, two three years now just getting them on just netflix was Mm. a big leap for them yeah Mm -hmm. we're we're battling with that too (laughs) i mean there are certain things on cable but when you look at you analyze our bill i mean the cell phone's going to be the highest yeah for sure which is ridiculous with the rates we pay but um (laughs) our cable we have a basic tier of of channels and it's the lowest part of our bill Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i don't want to break that part of my my viewing um but at the same time we got rid of our home phone when we had one we had one when we moved into the moved back to toronto and we got rid of it mostly because of telemarketing 
Right. Uh, that's true. Right, you know, right. and yeah. you you get all that. And most of the people knew us, then they call her cell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mother went the other way. She made her cell phone the home number that they'd had for 40 years. <laughs> oh, wow. So okay. um, after my dad died, it was just easier for right. her to have the same number yeah. around Carry wherever her. she is. That yeah. makes sense. Much, yeah. much easier. I was really surprised when she did that. I was like, well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the one thing that my parents made a good point about keeping cable was that they couldn't watch the news anymore. Mm. I mean, they could read the paper, but there's a bunch of papers out there. So they just like to, especially my dad, he liked to turn on the TV and watch the news at 6 or mm. 11 and just catch the day's events on that. And also special events mm. like uh, the Olympics and other things like that. That, mm. where you could quickly just turn it on oh look cbc's covering the olympics and canada won gold again but you can't really do that if you're just stream well no sorry that's not true you that's can't do true. that yeah. cbc streams yeah. Yeah. most of everything their content now. yeah yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, times are changing mm-hmm. okay so there's one thing that really comes up uh, especially um been lately with all the new kim's fans some people have been uh, I guess trying to ship Janet with in a certain relationship, so Janet with Gerald, Janet with Kimchi, <laughs> and uh, I think it was interesting that they sort of explored the friendship between Janet and Gerald at this point. Because mm. at this point, I uh, I believe in season one, I I did feel that Gerald was interested in Janet, um, and then really? I, yeah, I felt that he was mm. sort of kind of on that boat. He was always. That's why he's the friend that hangs around. He was a friend that hung around. And it was a particularly the episode with the dancing bear. I was just thinking that, yeah, when she explains oh. to him about Edwin being white. Yes. Yeah. And she says, well, cool Christian Korean boy. That's all I've heard my entire life. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> oh, I just thought he was he was kind of like, he thought that her comment sounded like she was being racist, that her mom's dated a white person. Mm. I didn't see it as him thinking, "Oh no, now I don't have a chance." <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an interesting scene to analyze. Yeah. It can it can be broken down a number of ways. Yeah. That's true. I, I really felt though that in season two they did a better job of exploring. Es- yeah, as exploring that and kind of, in my mind, at least identifying them that they're more platonic. And yeah, and he this takes the chip out of her hand after she's nearly eaten it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she's I, like, just, I like that. Why would you eat it? And Why I mean, do you like a chip? And that goes back to Appa when he's having that conversation with Mr. Chin about, you know, Appa's obviously concerned that she's considering on living one just with Gerald. Mm. And then he's, Mr. Chin brings up a good point. Does Janet like him that way? And yeah. she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. It's like, so then what are you worried about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Samir is the only reason I don't sleep with Gerald. Yeah. It's the, you know, it's the tone you use. It's like, <laughs> again. <laughs> but yeah, it was really nice in this episode that they got to feature a lot of the secondary characters like mm-hmm. Mr. Chin, Mr. Meta made an appearance. Samira, she actually only appears twice in season, season two, two yeah. and then the she kind of yeah. yeah and then she disappears and it's like what happened to samira it's like they're not friends anymore because she bailed after knowing for weeks that she wasn't <laughs> going to be roommates and she was only she was in two episodes i think in season one as well oh, she really? was in okay. with she was in best before because she came over when janet called her they were supposed to do the lab yes 
right. time. Yeah. And she came over. I remember and, she's in uh, Janet's photo at the beginning uh, with Gerald. They're walking in. Oh, right. They're walking showing with the portfolios. portfolios. Right. Oh, right. Okay. So three. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. The, the photos. And then the other one was um, with Alex. Boyfriend. Yeah. Right. When right. They're, they're on the, the park. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, they're talking about Alex and yeah, they go out on the date right? and they're lying actually just in front of my workplace. Oh. <laughs> I don't work there, but that's the company I work yeah. for. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, after Appa's obviously not cool with uh, Janet and Gerald being together. As a good. couple. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Janet uh, goes into looking more, I guess, the better word would be sketchy places. <laughs> and, <laughs> On her own, yeah. And one of the places is 57 Cornwall, where <laughs> our good friend Keith walks in, who's played by uh, Tony Napo. Tony Napo. Yeah, I looked at his IMDb. It's yeah. enormous. Yes. He's, he's been everywhere. <laughs> he, he, he works a lot. And the, um, the interesting thing this past month, I guess, was where the actor Jeffrey Owens from Cosby Show was spotted at the Trader Joe's working as a right. bag man, right, as, right, right. for lack of a better term, um, you know, having to take a, a real-world job. And all of people, whoever took the picture, thought they were shaming him by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, in Canada, and most a lot of people came to his defense and said, you know, yeah. this is, especially in, in this country, actors aren't paid on yep. the same scale as yep. actors in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, especially if you're a recurring character or just you get periodic jobs... You have to have a real world job. You yeah. just you can't do this work without that. Oh, and that makes if, sense. Or be married to someone who's got a really good job mm-hmm. that you can go out and play. <laughs> <laughs> and it does mean I know of a few people like that. Okay. Um, but Tony has been very open about it from the beginning. Is that he does house painting? Okay. Oh, um, nice. It's been in his uh, profile. Um, he writes for a, an online theater magazine called Intermission. Okay. Um, it was created by the Company Theater, mm-hmm. which is a small-ish um, theater company in Toronto. They use various theater locations to stage their, their productions. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Tony writes for them, and it's called Napaholics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's basically laid out in a 12-step program list <laughs> of just things he finds interesting, mm-hmm. things he's passionate about, things that piss him off. Um, and he doesn't shy away from any kind of language. <laughs> no filter. <laughs> yeah, no filter at all. No. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I have similar backgrounds. We both grew up in Scarborough. He's oh. a couple years behind me. Okay. And I knew guys exactly like him. He posted <laughs> he posted his high school picture from his yearbook once, and I was like, I know guys exactly like If I went through my yearbooks, I could pick up five, <laughs> minimum of five guys that looked exactly like him back then. Um, so I chatted, I started reading his stuff on, on Twitter because that's where they post. And I'm really not sure who got me onto it or someone retweeted one of his columns and I just started reading it all the time. And Mm -hmm. there's some really interesting things that he would write about Mm -hmm. that I found very much in common. And we developed, you know, as much as you can, an online friendship, Mm um, through Twitter and I, you know, Q&A back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, and then he mentioned in one of his Napaholics columns that when he's in a play, he does TV, he does film, he does theater. Uh, but if, when he's doing theater, he will go out in front of the theater to have a smoke before the show. Okay. <laughs> and not 
so much get in he doesn't get into his character until he's backstage but mm-hmm. um he wants to he doesn't gauge his performance specifically to that day's mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. right but it just gives him an idea oh, of who uh, he's mm-hmm. going to be playing for uh, yeah. i gotcha i don't think he would deliberately change and a lot of actors you know whether this is their mo or not mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. but he had actually came out and said that this is what he does so knowing that I found out he was in a play at, uh, now it's called the CAA Theater, whatever, the Panasonic, on Young, called The Butcher. Okay. This was a year ago, January. Uh, I think it started February, March, somewhere in there. And uh, so I knew that he would be out front. So I got to meet him. (laughs) So we got up there and it was cold and we're standing and he finally does come out. And I said, Mr. Napo, how are you doing? (laughs) And he knew, and I told him I was coming to see the show that particular day. So Mm. he was expecting me. And so we chatted and (laughs) about things. And so uh, that was cool. And we got chatting with him after the show and very sweet, very Mm. nice man. Mm -hmm. Um, But to see him in this episode, (laughs) clean shaven, threw me a little bit because he's always got a, a beard or a oh. goatee or something going okay. on. There's always, there's always facial hair. Okay. Always. <laughs> if you look on his column mm-hmm. on uh, in in the uh, in Napaholics, it, it, he's he's got a full beard and it can be any variation thereof. Oh. Uh, so the fact that he shaved for that, mm-hmm. they made him shave <laughs> for mm-hmm. that, uh, wasn't necessarily surprising because I know Michael Musi has told us that, you know, yeah. parents, yeah. you know, Paul's the only one that can have facial hair. Everybody else, no. So you got to shave. So his his uh, he's got that gravelly smoker's voice, you know, mm-hmm. and he comes in and yeah, he's a funny guy. And the the character that he played there was not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just, he's yeah. just on the edge. And this other show he did last year called Bad Blood, yeah, uh, based in Montreal mm-hmm. about the mafia, yeah. He hardly said, I think, 10 lines in the mm-hmm. entire run of it because mm-hmm. that just wasn't his character. He was the driver and, oh. you know, he ended up whacking people. So that was, <laughs> that was his job, you know, he yeah. took care of things. But uh, he's the first time I'd seen him, and I didn't know it was him until much later, was in a movie called Better Than Chocolate. Okay. Uh, Canadian film made in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And he's in that. Um, did he have a mustache in that? No, I think. Actually, I think he was clean shaven in that. Mm-hmm. But oh. 20 years younger, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, he's same kind of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Did you know ahead of time, did he post that he was going to be on Kim's or were you completely surprised Uh, to see him? I'm trying to remember if I knew. I think I did. Yeah, I think he mentioned, I think he mentioned he was going to be uh, on the show because he had posted something in Napaholics about um, asking the producers he wanted to bring a friend on, on set that day just to watch. And he had asked permission if he could do that. And mm. this was down at the time when Kim's was playing on uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. And they were shooting, oh. or about to. Yeah. It was it was after they came back, because it was right. with Paul and Jean. Right, right. But uh, it was around that time, that uh, leading up to it. And he had okay. mentioned that. And he also shot uh, Murdoch before. Wow. <laughs> Because he had the, the facial hair, yeah. and he played the uh, streetcar conductor, okay. streetcar driver in this episode where the gar- one of the characters gets hit by a car, oh. and is holding up traffic, okay. and it was the only episode to date for Murdoch they've ever shot in real time. 
Oh. oh. They, everything else is mm-hmm. always done in blocks. Yeah. But that particular one, because it was sort of a life and death kind of situation yeah. mm-hmm. with the character, it's the only one they shot it. in real time. Oh, wow. Yeah. But Tony was in that one. Oh. Nice. <laughs> wow, he's really been around. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing he hasn't done yet is Heartland, but give him time. <laughs> Now, when uh, Keith comes in and he's talking to Janet and he's like, yeah, you want to get your own extension cord? We don't really have our own utilities. We use the ones from the neighbors. You steal the cable. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of my time in university, only because like I lived around the student ghetto in, mm. in Kingston. And in the student ghetto... Uh, I know where that is. <laughs> on Division I've been Street. I've town many times. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I don't know how the landlords are able to rent to people in those kind of houses because these houses are literally falling apart. Mm-hmm. I remember in uh, one of my best friends, he lived in this room that was no larger than most people's closets. And it it was like a plastered wall that every time it rained, the plaster would fall off. And literally, he would have to take duct tape to tape the plaster back mm-hmm. on because otherwise there was no way to get some sort of solid something back oh, on the geez. wall. So I was like, when they mentioned that, oh, yeah, we borrow our, our electricity <laughs> from our neighbors. I'm like, yeah, that totally reminds me of like university <laughs> student ghetto. <laughs> it's crazy. But that's like kind of the reality that students don't really have the money to live into really nice places. And True. that they have to kind of make those uh, compromises to live in whatever they can well, especially if they've got student loans exactly yeah. if they're taking osap or whatever then you know they, yeah. they get covered for what they can afford mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and unless mommy and daddy are paying the bills <laughs> that's why you go home with the laundry free food free laundry <laughs> and uh the funny part about this scene is she's talking it's janet's talking with keith i, I noticed something funny that you see Amma and oh, they're kind of walking yeah. through the aisles what i was thinking is like two lines walking through tall grass mm-hmm. towards their prey yeah. i'm like oh that is so perfect it's <laughs> like just... protective tiger parents coming up like oh, i'm gonna go maul this guy down and they're trying, I think, to allow her to handle him yeah. Yeah. in yeah. her own way. But they're worried. But they're just, you know, they want to listen, but they don't want to be seen to yeah. be listening. Yeah. yeah. And Appa's playing up to his stubbornness saying, you know, go do whatever you want. You do you, Janet. Well, that's, and that line is priceless because yeah. that is so typical. Like that, that is a topical comment now. Yeah. You do yeah. you. Yeah. But he doesn't know what a meme is. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what Netflix and chill is. Yeah. But he does. He says, "You do you." Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And the, the the contradiction of those two scenes was really funny. <laughs> he says, "Oh yeah, you do you." <laughs> okay. Okay, I will. Bye. And watching it on, of course, when I had to watch it one more time, <laughs> um, I put the Korean subtitles on. Oh, okay. Oh. And that. That section where he speaks Korean, and the, I had asked yeah, you yeah, about yeah. that month yeah. when, when it first aired, yeah. right. what is he saying? Yeah. And that's the only part in that whole episode when you don't see the subtitles. Oh, Because okay. he's speaking Korean. You don't yeah. need right. the subtitles. Yeah, 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 that makes yeah. sense. And you would, you, yeah. if you want to translate that. Yeah, so. so I asked my mom about that when you asked, and she was saying, and I'm really paraphrasing here, and I... <laughs> I really hope somebody corrects me on this. Basically, uh, so what's happening in the scene is that uh, uh, they're talking about 
you know, what happened to you when you were coming to Korea? What did Hamani say? And Hamani being the Korean word for grandma, mm-hmm. uh, Janet's grandma, who would be, I guess, Amma's mother. Amma's mother. mother. Yep. And she was saying something along the lines of, you know, you, you kids, you're so ungrateful. <laughs> and I guess it kind of ends there uh, because uh, he, he gets cut off by Amma. It's like, oh, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. There was obviously more to it than yeah. that. <laughs> the reason that they had to leave was it because he got arrested <laughs> on the U.S. the Army post yeah. or whatever after yeah. Bedwin, or you know there was a reason they left Korea. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I would love for them to get into that. Maybe maybe it's as simple as that. Upa deserts the military or something, which is a big thing in Korea. Mm-hmm. That if you don't serve your mandatory service, you it's can two get, years, right? It's only is it uh, only a short. Yeah, it's like a two years or something. Italy has the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think he did do it though, because he mentions that to Frank. Yeah, he said, you know, being married is the hardest thing I've ever done, harder than Korean army training. So (laughs) he went through some of it. Whether he finished it, that's a different story. (laughs) So of course, uh, up on Emma, they give in. They say to Janet, you know what? Uh, Just go and find Gerald. You guys can go ahead with this. And uh, then, <laughs> when they when they finally help them to move into the place, Emma's got a whole bunch of nice things to give to Janet. <laughs> one yeah. being a big cross of Jesus, <laughs> being the Christian, and <laughs> a calendar of 2016. Yeah. yeah. Now you're just giving away junk. <laughs> <laughs> but a second rice cooker is pretty common, I yeah. guess, for Asian families. Like, giving a second rice cooker, especially uh, when you're moving out and into your own place, it's... It's always nice to have one. Uh, I remember when I got mine, when I moved out, it was like, oh my God, this is so awesome because I'm in Kingston and there's literally like no Asian food here. So... Where did you buy the rice from? Um, so that was, that was, I guess this is the part where I was spoiled. My parents came in every two or three weeks to come see me mm-hmm. and they brought truckloads <laughs> of like takeout food and and some things like a bag of rice or something so i had all the other there's, my asian there's a friend. metro not that far from there <laughs> I know it, it was walkable yeah, yeah but at the time the <laughs> at the time metro was very it wasn't like not like the metros here so the metros yeah. here yeah. would have a like an asian section over there it was just yeah. regular stuff regular stuff yeah. so yeah i i was very popular with a lot of uh friends that were Asian that would come to my room like, oh my god, your parents came again, let's go <laughs> pick it on your food. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was nice to, that uh, that Appa gave Janet that uh, nice picture of Appa and Amma and <laughs> especially nice, I love that scene where he gives that photo to Gerald and it's just <laughs> I, I can't, I, every t- person that I've seen watch that episode always laughs at that one scene. Because he's like, and for you, just, just me. me. <laughs> oh, this is great. Perfect now it's something writing. I have. It's like, <laughs> and Emma spits on it. Yeah. She spits on the glass yeah, to clean the right. glass. She spits and, and she wipes it a bit. <laughs> it's like, now it's clearer vision. <laughs> but it's nice that uh, even though Janet's not there, they decide that, okay, at first, you know, we'll just leave the room, her room, as it is. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, and uh, then they're thinking, oh, maybe a, a home theater. But, uh, <laughs> I was surprised that Amma got on board with that. I thought it was her idea. The home theater was Amma's idea. Oh, right. And the cup holders <laughs> in the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd definitely go for that if there were cup holders in the chairs. <laughs> so, last part of the uh, 
episode is really revolving around Shan Jung. And I remember when that first scene where Nicole Shannon, she walks into the room. I remember we're all in that bar and we're all like cheering because they, they play that music. She's got that walk. She's got the windblown hair. <laughs> yeah. And I think even on... Uh, on uh, Facebook or Twitter, they had shown behind the scenes, and you could see that uh, that Simu and Andrew were in the background, kind of watching Nicole do takes of her walking back and forth. I haven't seen that one. I'll have to dig that one out. Yeah, I think it was at least one or two walks, something mm. like that. And you could see, like, Nicole kind of fixing her hair in between the walking back and forth. And, and she the- didn't slide on the floor in the boots. <laughs> that's those, I mean, they're, they're nice, but mm, too high for me. Mm. Have you ever worn boots that high? Ruby? Height-wise, yes. Length-wise of it going that up far up, probably, yeah, probably mm-hmm. not. That feels really hot and itchy. It's, it's just exactly hard to get on and get out. Yeah, Yeah, I, I don't know. If I had somebody that took a whole morning to find a ruler, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too happy. I would not be happy at Terrence. <laughs> I would think that there's lots of things she could have used. It is a car place, right? Or she could have just took off her own boot. I think that was the problem. She was stuck. She was stuck in the yeah. boot. Good point. I love the dialogue that's going on between Kimchi and Jung. Uh, you know, what do you think those boots say? I'm not, not a, a vegetarian. vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the other one was, uh, I think she broke up with Alejandro. Fresh look, fresh start. The time is Jung. <laughs> Stop saying that. You love it. But yeah, I especially like the lines and the playing off that they do in this season. I mm-hmm. think they play off a lot better. I guess we'll be talking a little bit more about it in the next episode because that was one of my favorite Jung Chi episodes mm-hmm. when they're they're dealing with the bike, especially and the yeah. sketchy guy. <laughs> but uh, there are a lot of nice lines and it, it, they really built up on their their chemistry in mm-hmm. this season. You can obviously see that Simu is, I guess, maturing into this comedic kind of role while Andrew's already doing Andrew. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Andrew has mentioned that um, he was living in this neighborhood over the summer. <laughs> I won't say where. Um, <laughs> but my husband got a chance to see him in the park and the playground. Oh, um, yeah. I missed it. Oh. I never saw him on the street. But you uh, run into, like, everybody I know. else. <laughs> and, you know, it's just this one chance that, uh, that Rick was over in the neighborhood, and he thought, oh, I'll go down and take a look. And there yeah. he was with the boys. And Aww. But um, something that Andrew had said to him at the time, that with his improv background yeah they are now he proposed a few ideas mm-hmm. to them about some lines and oh, in character okay. and thankfully say season two and season three coming up um in january uh, they've run with them mm-hmm. so okay. whether or not that particular scene for episode one was was one of them i don't mm-hmm. know but Definitely later on when he's talking about the coyotes chasing him and the, <laughs> the train bridge. and over the bridge. That was Andrew. Ah, that okay. was his thread. He'd had, he'd had that in mind for a while and he pitched it and they finally went with it. Nice. So they, I guess they had to find a, an appropriate spot to insert. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was something he had popped uh, popped to them and said, yeah, you know, great. <laughs> and they do listen. you know. And the other thing he mentioned when we saw him... We'd gone to see him at uh, Bad Dog 
on one of the other theater right. sports yes. nights right, apart right. from our Kimbits reunion right. night. Mm-hmm. And he had said that now that they're into season three, the writers know exactly how to write for each character. Oh. They are really, okay. they flushed out the characters. They know exactly what, what works, what the tone is for each of those mm-hmm. people now yeah. to match it with their personality um, as actors mm-hmm. and as the character. You know, would they really say this? Would they not? And yeah. how does it fit with the overall storyline? So that'll be something interesting to, to see mm-hmm. in season three, how that works. Because they're better developed now. Yeah. Came up. So one of the interesting things in season two that I found is that Shannon and Jung have kind of switched roles where Jung is the awkward one. But it's kind of nice to see that um, even though they switched and Jung is the awkward one, there was that one funny line that Shannon kind of thrown in there. Uh, Alejandro has a hookup and they're talking about, I guess, the boots. He has so many hookups. He's hooked up with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like Gerald. We don't know anything about Alejandro either. At all, yes. We don't know exactly where she met him. We can think because it would be the company episode party. of, uh, yeah, yeah uh, Appa's Lump. Right. Uh, Jung leaves the hotel, and so she's left by herself. Mm-hmm. We don't, he's obviously not part of the car rental world, mm-hmm. but he must have been at the hotel for some other reason. Yeah. Right. So, because then the next time we see him is at the church mm-hmm. after the family right. singing contest. Uh, <laughs> That's true. The festival. Mm-hmm. So, we don't know how they met. We don't know what he does. He's got mm-hmm. money because he's got an expensive car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he has hookups for like Spain boots. <laughs> yeah, they can go. He can, he's Spanish, so he's got the leather with the right. boots and he can get expensive restaurants and oh, up, right, at his whim. The right. tapas, yeah. you know, can you work for me tomorrow, you know, Friday night? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's hooked up with everyone. So that'll be another thing if at the end of season two where... Uh, they had decided whether or not she was going to move in with him. Right. Is she, did she or didn't she? Mm-hmm. They were up all night fighting and then they were up all night not fighting. Yeah. <laughs> did she move in with him and then she kisses Jung twice at the party. So, and he doesn't get the job at the other car rental place. So then now season three, first episode is going to be loaded. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loaded. It's going to be lots of expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way I kind of saw season two's first episode as well, because it kind of left off on, you know, you don't know what's happening with Shannon and Jung. You don't yeah. know what's happening with Tapa because he, he, he made the appearance at the church. So he's open to, I guess, being there for the family, even though he's not directly mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And you see that longing that he wants to be part of the family, but, could be the pride, the yeah. ego. Yeah. And one part that I missed, I guess, from the, the previous part that we were talking about is the the little reunion between Jung and Appa. Oh, parking oh, the car. Yeah. Parking yeah. the parking car. car. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, everybody's mood in the room, I remember that. Everyone's like, oh, they're they're they're, they're gonna talking. get together. They're gonna everything's gonna be. Oh wait, no, no, no he's no. just leaving. Okay, see you. <laughs> it's like, all right. But I, I like how they handled the whole Jung and Appa thing throughout the season. Mm-hmm. It, obviously, they didn't make anything too cheesy and too far fetched. Yeah. Uh, like you know, things are not going to be fixed. And I guess this is a spoiler for a future episode. But you know, it, it it's not going to be fixed with one soju bomb. Right, no, no. It's, it's going to take time, and I really hope that they they kind of explore that in season three, and they don't make like a whole reunion by then. But <laughs> there, there's so much, I guess, as you're saying, expectations for season mm-hmm. three, and 
so many places where it could go. For sure. And it's going to be funny because it even cut Simu up when he was doing his ADR today. So. <laughs> we'll see. Too bad Sujit's not saying anything like last season. <laughs> no, he gets into trouble. Paul, Paul keeps slapping. Sorry. He keeps slapping him down saying, you know, you say too much. Because <laughs> he got, you know what? You know where that comes from. Back in season two filming, uh, there was a picture that he took with his phone on set mm-hmm. oh. with him and Paul at the counter. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it was up and then it was down right away. Oh. <laughs> but I think so enough people saw it. Yeah. There's you know it's it's closed set. It's supposed to be secret. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And it didn't tell you anything, but they don't want anything getting out. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And Simu did something earlier this year too, and he put it on his Instagram story, and then it was gone really fast. <laughs> um, it was uh, him in the blue. Oh, uh, right. Shirt. That's why. Yeah. The blue, you know, with the, oh, the yeah, polo yeah, neck yeah, shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Andrew wearing a shirt and tie. Yeah. yeah. Like and they were doing their photo session. Yeah. yeah. And he posted that, and then it was gone within hours. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he's obviously gone back to handy. Yeah. yeah. And he's starting at the bottom. Yeah. But, and then, so you can't, things like that, you can't let out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think they, you know, it goes back to Sojit posting that picture and then no 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 you can't do that it's it's funny you mentioned that because i remember at the season closing when on instagram they each posted a picture of their last scene together or last scenes that they were doing of season three Mm -hmm. and uh in i think one of simu's or nicole's or michael's uh it was the four of them michael uh, Nicole, Andrew, and Simu, they're all together. Mm-hmm. And Simu, he's covered with some sort of, I guess, blanket or something. So you can't see what he's wearing. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's obviously wearing the blue polo because you can yeah. see the blue collar oh, sticking okay, yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. At, uh, yeah, their PR guy, uh, I've heard Jonathan Schwartz has mm. been, he's he's on top of that stuff. He, yeah. I think one of them was saying that uh, he, he'll... He's hard to get a hold of, but he will be on top of you if if he knows something's If he up. needs to take care of something. Yeah. Mm, I'm going to take care of you. <laughs> Look after this. Yeah, he traveled with them. He's a big tall guy, right? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. tall yeah. guy. He traveled with them when they did the tour. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I remember seeing pictures of him in various airports. It's like, <laughs> who is this? <laughs> A funny thing that Kimchi brings up uh, during the episode are his guidelines, or what I'm calling his guidelines if people are together. So number one, if does he have her on, is he on her screensaver? <laughs> does she say, we did something this weekend? And do her light, eyes light up when she <laughs> sees him? And I remember, uh, I think it's immediately the next scene, Jung basically checks all these things. He's, or tries to. <laughs> yeah, he sees the screensaver of the cats, which changes to the cousins. He asks, you said we, who's we? It's like, no, oh, no, no, me and my cousins at the cottage. And uh, yeah, and then Alejandro walks in and that's when it's all confirmed. So... <laughs> <laughs> Kimchi's guidelines. Um, I'm not on your screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> you're on my Facebook wall. That's because you're in it. Wedding, your wedding pictures. pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like you have me on it. <laughs> I can change your t-shirt so it's just what you're no. talking podcast and Ruby face. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I mean, at the end of it, it it's pretty much confirmed that uh, Alejandro and Shannon are a are couple. Are an item, yeah. And I guess that they kind of just leave it at that. They don't really talk about it again. Yeah. Not until she has her yeah. two-hour lunch with a chicken mole. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really come back until then, does he? Was he even in that show? Yeah, when he's, he brings her back from the restaurant and they're outside. Oh, right. they're outside. And right. they're on... Um, uh, Jung and, and Terrence are standing there checking the cars and they drive mm-hmm. up and he's talking about his car. Yeah. Terrence is talking about Alejandro's car and he thinks he's talking about something else. Yeah. <laughs> and then they do the high five and... It's like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know, two hours. Oh, great. So that pretty much covers it. Uh, again, lots of stuff in this first episode of season two. So much stuff. So much. Uh, I mean, again, they cover Jung meeting Appa after the whole church thing from season one's last episode. <laughs> Janet's moved out at this point, And we know that, well, I, I feel at least that Gerald and Janet are platonic. And I guess <laughs> that becomes more clear later on. And uh, yeah, so many, so many people popping into the episode. You got Mr. Chin, Mr. Meta, mm. and then you got <laughs> Keith, Tony Napo, who pops in. It's so great to hear all this stuff about him. I didn't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that pretty much covers it. So uh, yeah, thanks again for joining us, Mel. Oh, that was great. I love it. <laughs> Any chance to talk about Kim? <laughs> <laughs> so again, if you have any comments, questions, or stories to share, email them to whatyoutalkingpodcast at gmail.com or tweet me at MikeYUAN82. And now a special message from Poor Sam's Realty. Are you looking for a new place? We have a five-bedroom house with free utils and cozy living arrangements. Come meet Spenzi, Juniper, Gnarls, Keith, and of course, the Sams. If you need to pop your ankle monitor, yeah, we got a guy. Until the next time. Okay, see ya.